Hey geeks, it's Jana and Ashley. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your place for the latest geek and fandom news. Hey friends, welcome back to the Weekly Bugle. It was another exciting week in fandom news. I'm talking chapter 10 of The Mandalorian, a peek at Tom in his Spidey suit, what happened in Budapest, and more. Let's get into it. Ashley, I know you are really excited about The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 2. So excited, in fact, that you may have written a blog post about it. So let's talk Mandalorian. Okay, so obviously, spoiler alert, if you have not watched the episode, um, but nightmare alert. <laughs> because... oh, yeah. So I just have to say, I think that now the Star Wars fandom, we united behind Baby Yoda. I think we can also unite behind Chapter 10 may be the one episode of The Mandalorian we don't ever need to watch again. Mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, to be fair, I only watched like half of it anyway, because I had my eyes closed for the other half. I know I was going, ew, 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 no, no, I can't. Yeah, no, I and I blame Peyton Reed and Dave Filoni for that one. So if you don't know, Peyton Reed is the director of Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Jan and I had the pleasure of interviewing him. He's a super sweet guy. But literally, I was sitting there going, dang it, Peyton. With all these bugs, of course you had to do bugs. And not just any bugs, right? We had Dr. Mandible, who looks like a giant ant. That was fine. Totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, I could handle that. Card playing ant, I'm, I'm good with it. But then we get to <laughs> the these things that... So they look like the Krikna spiders that are in Star Wars Rebels, which is why I blame Dave Filoni, who is also in this episode... But they are slightly, they've got to be different somehow because the ones in Star Wars Rebels couldn't be killed by blaster fire. Like they really could only control them by um, like electromagnetic waves and stuff. But these guys got taken out by blaster fire. But still, it was, oh, I I can't even talk about it. (laughs) It makes my skin crawl. Well, and when Baby Yoda decides he needs a little snack and he's walking into like where all the sacks are, you're like, Uh, like, oh, oh, no. Oh no! Oh no! I see what's coming. You're like, please. You're please like, don't. this is bad. Please, please turn bad. around and walk away. You're like, how? Your spidey sense is totally off. You need to turn around. Turn around now. <laughs> Ironically, and, yeah. Something else completely important is happening in the background, right? So, like, no one's paying attention to what the child is doing because that's what happens with kids all the time, right? You take your eyes exactly. off them for thirty seconds, and they do something horribly bad that messes up things for the next, you know, in this case, whole rest of the episode. Oh, when you say, oh, how broke loose, it really did. It's just like, oh, I see this coming. And you're like, oh, this is going to be bad. And it just, it it went from bad to like the worst thing I've ever seen on TV, maybe. Yeah, it literally reminded me of, it was like Alien, that scene with the the egg sacks Uh Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and Lord of the Rings when when Frodo's in that cave. And a little Harry Potter-esque. My daughter was all like, it's like the spider from Harry Potter. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, go away. Yes. Yeah, I could see that, too. Mm -hmm. All the nasty spider scenes ever. Compiled into one. Yeah, basically. (laughs) So, okay. I think we can all agree that was terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) So, moving on. So, (laughs) I did say that Dave Filoni's in the episode. He's back as Trapper Wolf, one of the X-Wing pilots who confronts Mando. And the other one, I'm so excited, is Paul or Appa from Kim's Convenience. 
And I'm excited for him because he's a huge star, like mega Star Wars fan. So I know this had to be like the most amazing thing for him to actually be a part of the official the official universe. Like he's he's in the fandom yeah. now. Like he's not just a fan. He's part of it. It's so exciting. I'm so happy for him. Well, and I had seen an interview with him. Might have been with Andrew at one point. And he but he talked about his love of Star Wars and his, you know, dream one day would was to be like in a Star Wars movie or, you know, part of the Star Wars universe. So yeah. to see that was just really exciting. He must be so, so pumped. I was and then so happy as, for him. Yeah. Oh, me too. And then as I mentioned before, Ashley did a post on this. So if you are into Easter eggs, um, Make sure you go to her website with ashleyandco.com and check out her Mandalorian season two Easter egg post. And we'll drop a link on the blog just so you can get there easily. Yes. Actually, so one of my favorite ones I'll share is so the aliens in the beginning of the episode that kind of uh, they set the trap for for Mando as he's coming back from Mos Pelgo. (laughs) They are from a planet that's in the hut territory of space. And now we know Java has like hangs around the Tatooine ish area. So I'm wondering if we'll see hut in the future. Mm, it's possible. If that's, if that's what that means. Cause I mean, you know, we all, we all know this, nothing is ever not on purpose. So kind of like the crate dragon pearl, like you could have had aliens from anywhere. Right. Try to capture Mando and the baby. Oh yeah, didn't have to be hut territory aliens. Just saying. And can I just say, related to that same scene, that knowing look that the child and Mando give each other with that little <laughs> head nod after they are yes. a little bit, um, shall we say? Oh, it's not childish. Even it's just it's a little oh, devious with the little naughty. Yeah, a little naughty with that. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the alien didn't deserve it, but it was just so funny. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is the best. We all laughed. That was a good laugh. Yes, totally. Definitely laugh. (laughs) And uh, completely unrelated to Star Wars or Marvel or some of the other things that we talk about often, uh, 007. So we have a new 007. Yes. Uh, completely different than what we're used to, which is amazing. But Lashana Lynch, and uh, yeah, that's going to be really exciting. There's a lot of haters out there. They can keep on hating, keep on hating, peeps, because this is going to be good. I think she's going to be amazing in the role, and she's Marvel adjacent. She was in Captain Marvel. It's true. That's true. It's Marvel adjacent. You I are. I feel like correct. we can always find connections to. It's Marvel. true because as as they would say, it's all connected. <laughs> it is all connected. But I'm super excited. I remember when they announced she would be in it and that she'd be an agent, but it wasn't confirmed she would be 007. And there were haters then, you know, oh no, you know, all the the dumb stuff that they like to spew about gender and race and stuff like that. Well, she's confirmed herself that she is the new 007. Haters are going to hate She's ready for it. And I am stoked. And, you know, spoiler alert, you don't have to be a white male to be 007. Sure don't. Um, On a related note, can we just say how sad it is that we lost Sean Connery last week? Ah, yes. And then Alex Trebek yesterday. (sighs) Super sad. 
It's been a week. 2020 has been a bad, <laughs> a bad year. Uh-huh. But yeah, November 2020 as, has been a long year. As long, oh my gosh, you have like, it's like a whole decade I've lived it in is. the last several weeks. But like, can we just say that we're going to protect Betty White at all costs? Like, Seriously. So somebody I, better be out there with her in bubble wrap and like right. a I will chip house. in. Bubble yeah, wrap. Let us, know, let us know where to send the PayPal. <laughs> I will send like Lysol supplies. Like what do we, what does she need? Yeah. I, I will contribute. We must save her. For sure. <laughs> so one of the other things that I found interesting this week, so a lot of good interviews kind of got snuck in and while the world was looking elsewhere, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, wait, what? And that was the LaShawn Le- Le- and Lynch news. I felt like didn't get the whole like treatment it got originally because people were distracted. So the <laughs> they other were busy thing, hating on other things. Exactly. <laughs> so the other like bigger news that I saw well, at least I thought it was big news, is that Ron Howard gave an interview. And as you know, he was the director of Solo. I liked Solo. I, you did too. I did, uh, yeah. I was bummed that the fandom tanked it. Like, okay, I'm not going to go on that tangent, but just know that I'm talking <laughs> about it. So for a while now, there's been a hashtag, hashtag make Solo 2 happen. I mean, the stars have used it. And uh, the writer has used it. And so Howard gave an interview. And while he confirmed there are no current plans for a sequel or a Disney Plus project, he did say, quote, I think there is interest in those characters. I think there's interest in the gangster world somewhere down the line. He added, quote, one great thing is that there's been a lot of affection shown for Solo kind of in its afterlife. And so, of course, that keeps boding well for them to eventually turn it around. And the screenwriter, Jonathan Kasdan, said, quote, it means so much to everyone involved and your enthusiasm makes it possible for us to keep advocating for it, meaning Solo 2, because the maker knows there's a war story set in a galaxy far, far away that's yet to be told. So while it's not confirmed, that's some good news, I think. I agree. I mean, it certainly sounds like they're at least maybe talking about things behind the scenes and screenwriter or director thinking about it, which Mm. I would be totally on board for that because, yeah, I like the original one. I wouldn't even be mad if it ended up being like a show on Disney Plus versus a movie. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be told, like Han and Chewie, of course, but Crimson Dawn, Kira... Uh, training with Maul, like that's a huge old school storyline that I would love to see played out. Yeah, there's a there's so many possibilities, really, and so much material that hasn't even been covered in any capacity, right? You know, not even not even touched, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, so many options. Oh, I think they'd be so good. I'd love that. I agree. So from um. one galaxy to another, <laughs> or should I say another infinite Earth? Yes. <laughs> Brandon Ruth. So Brandon Ruth played Superman before Henry Cavill. And he has said himself, it's absolutely a possibility that his Superman could appear in the new Flash film. He did reprise the role on Crisis of Infinite Earths. So, I mean, I guess it's not out of the realm of possibilities to see him back as Superman. But does that mean, 
again, it's like the whole like alternate universe multiverse thing. Is it going to be the real Superman or is it a different galaxy multiverse Superman? Mm. Is Cavill mm-hmm. Superman going to be in it? It's just, it's hmm. kind of like the idea of having the other spider people, <laughs> the former yeah. spider men, other spider men, <laughs> the other spider men in Spider Man three, the, the one with Tom Holland. Like it's kind of like okay, well, all right, interesting it's an but interesting weird concept. Yeah. yeah, and like, are you dwelling on it, or is it just like a quick blip? I don't. Right. I'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, just something to think about food for thought food for thought i would love to hear other people's thoughts on having him back as superman i mean i don't dislike him i will say that superman isn't really like my thing either way i don't i honestly don't really have any real thoughts on superman one way or the other (laughs) i don't really care i don't really care about superman Oh, that's not I fair. Mean, it's it's not that I don't care. <laughs> I don't, but I don't dislike Superman the way that I kind of dislike Batman. Oh yeah, no, I dislike Batman unless we're talking like Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah, like most of those other Batmans, I'm just like, whatever. Like, don't even talk to me about Batman. Batman's annoying. But Superman, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, Superman. Like, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, I just. Yeah. I'm I'm really just like, oh, okay, whatever, Superman. Like, that's fine. Like, I don't have, like, I'm literally just ambivalent. Like, oh, <laughs> or right. some of these others, I have, like, really strong feelings one way or another. <laughs> so. Oh, poor Superman. You're treating him like the Hawkeye of Marvel. Like, oh, this is Hawkeye. <laughs> no, I like Hawkeye, though. I actually have pretty decent feelings towards Hawkeye. Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, and related Poor soups. <laughs> I mean, he sh- we should see him in Black Widow, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, we hear about Budapest. Yes. <laughs> yes. So since you brought that up, what <laughs> happened in Budapest? So literally since Avengers, fans have been, you and I included, have been like, what happened in Budapest? Because they're like, you and I remember Budapest very differently. And ever <laughs> since then, you know, there's like the memes of Loki screaming, tell me, you know. We just want to know. So Scarlett Johansson has confirmed that we're finally going to find out mm-hmm. in the Black Widow movie. She says it will serve as a jumping off point. So I don't think a ton of time will be spent on it, but we're finally going to see what happens. And that means Jeremy Renner will be in Black Widow. Yep. And dang, it's about time we find out what actually happened in Budapest uh, because they literally make a comment. For real, though. Although she, movie. Like, like, well. she said, oh, it was a throwaway line. And I'm like, there are no such things as throwaway lines. That's in right. Sure aren't. Sure Like, aren't literally, not. Fury saying, the last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. And then he trusted Goose. And then he lost <laughs> an eye. So, I mean, come on. Hey, so a while. But there are no throwaway lines. That's what we mm-hmm. learned. It is so true. <laughs> and speaking of other exciting things this week. So... Disney World showed some clips of things that they're working on and imagery has gone out. So we got a peek at the cars for the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Disney World this week. So, so, so. 
yeah, the ride vehicles look so cool. Uh, we don't know too much about the coaster other than the name. We know it's going to be one of the longest enclosed rides ever. It's going to have a backwards launch, which sounds amazing. And because we know James Gunn is involved in picking out the music, we know that it's going to have a lit soundtrack. So, 100%. Oh my gosh. That's like one of the things I'm just, I'm like, keep the construction going. Like, let's, let's get this COVID stuff under control because mama needs a roller coaster. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Between that and the Tron light cycle. Like, oh, oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. That one's And Ratatouille. Exciting. Like I'm excited for Ratatouille because it's a cute ride, but I rode it in Disneyland Paris. So I'm kind of like, oh, whatever. Like Ratatouille. And honestly, compared to those other two Ratatouille's like 14 notches below. So whatever. Well, yeah. Cause it's not a coaster. No. But the ride vehicles look epic. It's just. They really do. I can't wait. And so that construction you really can't see too much of. But I've seen a lot of the Tron cycle construction because mm-hmm. it's literally right there. They can't hide it. It's outside. It's so. You no, know, I look every time I've been there in the last year. They're like, ooh. ooh uh, same. When we were there in August, I was uh, walking up the Barnstormer queue line because my son loves that ride. And. It's you can see all the Tron stuff from that queue. It's the best queue to be in if you really want to see what's going on. So yep. I was like, "Ooh, look at all the things! I'm so excited!" <laughs> and then, so on to one of our other favorite uh, actors and storylines this week. Uh, Tom Holland shared some Spider-Man three photos on his Instagram, or I guess one this week in particular that people are yeah. all chatty about online. He was talking about being on set and he was telling people to mask up and we see him uh, in a photo with his Spider-Man suit on and a mask on and he's very clearly got like the blue screen in the background with like the dots for the CGI stuff. But we also see somebody standing just slightly out of frame, kind of looks like it's a hand. And so, of course, you know that the internet is really (laughs) working hard at trying to figure out who it is. And it definitely looks like it's a costumed hand, not like a random person in street clothes. It's part of a, you know, set crew. Uh, So we're trying, you know, and it's dark, it's like black, maybe dark blue. Uh, So everybody's, you know, really trying to figure out what the deal is, you know, is it Fury? Is it uh, Talos? Is it, you know, something or somebody else altogether? So if you haven't seen that yet, you should uh, go check out Instagram and. Yes. Go look at Tom Holland's Instagram. Like, and I missed it the first time because I was just like, Oh, look, he's on set. That's so funny. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, wait a second. What's that? And it's funny because I definitely think it's an ally and not a, a foe because of the way he's facing in the photo. The person's behind him, not in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, I don't know. It could be anybody. And they could be on the ship. They could be on a street corner somewhere. They could be in outer space. We don't know because the blue screen's there. But, you know, it gives us something to to talk about and to <laughs> to research. One <laughs> of our sure. friends. Something on Marvel Mondays, was like with. the multiverse of madness, and I was like, "Yes, the multiverse of madness, aka Marvel fan theories, and like the holes we jump into trying to figure stuff out from the most randomest thing, like a person's hand in a photo on Instagram." I love this fandom. <laughs> it's so good. So some other. I mean, I guess it's surprising. Some people were surprised. I'm not sure if I felt surprised or not about it. I don't know how I felt about it. But 
Johnny Depp has officially exited the Fantastic Beasts franchise. He was asked to leave. He said he was asked to leave by Warner Brothers and he agreed that it was fine and then he left. Some people have very strong thoughts either way. What hmm. what do you think about that? So, uh, related to both the being surprised and thoughts. So, A, I'm not entirely surprised, although I'm more surprised at the timing. Because honestly, I feel as though if he was going to be asked to leave, it should have been way back when he and Amber first had their filing and arguments over, you know, was he abusive to her, et cetera, et cetera. Because at that point, that makes him in way poorer light than what's happening now, in my opinion. Losing the libel suit is like, okay, but like, sure, it's, you know, whatever, negative media, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that the previous stuff was about him being, in theory, a horrible person, and then that gets disproven, and it was actually she was more of the problem, if not the vast majority of the problem or all of the problem. I, to me, that would have been the time for him to be asked to leave, not now. And, you know, and I get it. Like, it's it's controversial, whatever. At the same time, there's so many people out there in that industry that are constantly being looked at for those types of behaviors that nobody bats an eyelash with or you know I say nobody basically being studios right and so to me that's kind of like oh okay like a little too little too late kind of thing at the same time JK Rowling brings enough of her own drama with her transphobic garbage tweets and so to me I'm kind of like and and I understand fine Warner Brothers has the licensing rights etc etc you can't really kick JK Rowling out of her own rights, content, whatever, however that licensing is going to work with them. I'm sure they can't really just kick her to the curb because she's going to get money at some point. But they're really worried about the libel suit from Johnny Depp when they've got her trolling the internet, being rude to transgender people. Seriously? This is where we're at, universe? I, I just, right. I, it makes zero yeah. sense to me. Like, I feel like they're barking up the wrong tree. And if they're worried about bad publicity, they've got enough of it with the person who created the books and the storyline. They don't need to worry about <laughs> exactly. this blip of Johnny Depp that most people didn't even notice happened. That's my opinion. Right. So I think I was actually more surprised to hear they were still making yeah. the movies. For sure. <laughs> I know that sounds awful, but I don't know. In the year of 2020, we haven't really heard much about it. And the the fact that um, the crimes of Grindelwald left the fandom, I think, divided as much as maybe The Last Jedi divided the much, Star yes. Wars fandom. I'm like, can you come back from that? Because, and I was one of the ones, for the record, I liked The Last Jedi. And for the record, Crimes of Grindelwald was, oh, I didn't really like how they messed with the established Fair. timeline. And she's involved in it. And I'm just like, but dude, like you laid down all these groundworks and you've got the wizarding websites and the this and the that and the history books, but in your own <laughs> movies contradicting things. I don't understand it. And yeah. The news was surprising that they would drop him over this when she said 
these awful things. Like, I get it. She made the Harry Potter universe, but a lot of fans don't even care anymore about the movies anyway being made because of the crimes of Grindelwald. So I'm like, maybe cut your losses and not do the 50,000 adaptations yeah. you had planned. I don't yeah, know. It, it, it just seems to make no sense to me. It's like you've got this fandom, which is extremely supported by the LGBTQIA plus community of people. Yet you've got the author of it being like, oh, transgender women aren't real women. Like that's literally one of her quotes. The fork? Like right. I just don't get it. And yeah, so their word, I don't know. It just, it makes no sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me either. And then it doesn't make sense either to have Colin Farrell come back. I, that was one of the things people wanted. Oh, well, Colin Farrell can come back. I'm like, that was his disguise, though. He's not supposed right. to look like Colin Farrell. So you still would need mm-hmm. somebody else to play him. But like with such a bad taste in your mouth for her, it's like, would you even want to be involved in the project? Yeah. As an actor. Like, I'd be curious to see what our our listeners' opinions are. Tweet us. Let us know. What do you guys think? Should they be making these movies? Are you are you on board? How do you feel about the whole loss of Johnny Depp? And how do you feel about JK Rowling? And who do you think should (laughs) replace him? Yeah. 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 How do you feel about her? She's a hot mess. You should just take away her Twitter like they should somebody else's. Soon. <laughs> so soon. Soon. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. Join us next week as we share all the breaking and exciting fandom news. As always, if you see anything you want to share with us or you want to comment on this episode, hit us up on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine and at that Ashley Aaron. And until next time, geeks. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for more geeky goodness.